Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. Welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I am Victor Dedaz, your host. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we have a great uh, star today. He is a seven-figure earner in network marketing. He has, in the past 15 years, he's been in the top 10 or number one. And he's also a fitness expert for over 43 years. He owns four gyms. And he is also an Emmy Award-winning actor. Many of you who watch General Hustle may recognize him as Lieutenant Marcus Taggart. So let us welcome my friend, Rael Andrews. How are you doing today, Rael? I'm doing great, Victor. How are you doing, Chant? I'm doing fantastic. It's great to have you here, my friend. And so I'd like to get started by first asking you to share your story. How did you get involved in becoming an entrepreneur and a network marketer? Um, yeah, you know, it was kind of a, by accident, not kind of, it was by accident, really. You know, I'm a fitness expert, as you said, that's one of my big passions. And, you know, back in the day, I started to look for solutions to help my clients primarily around nutrition. Um, I was at a fishing show in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, this champion had a booth there, which I thought was the stupidest place in the world to have a nutrition booth at a fishing show. Um, but uh, eventually I ended up at his booth, tried a few of his products, was very impressed with the products and decided that this was um, solutions that I wanted to have in my gym. I didn't know nothing about network marketing. I didn't know what it was. I just thought I was getting some products that I'd be able to share with my um, clients at the gym. And this guy kept talking to me about the business side and, you know, quite full transparency. He, he really was like irritating me. Like, and we used to have some very interesting phone calls where I would like, you know, I was young and crazy back then. And I'd be like, dude, if you don't stop calling me, I'm going to come through this phone all the way down to Mississippi and kick your butt and, things like that, you know, but um, eventually what happened, Victor, was, you know, we started to make a lot of money real quick with these mm -hmm. products and just sharing them, you know, we we're basically just retailing them. And we were all very quickly, we were making more than we were from, you know, working 10, 12 hours a day at the gym, training people one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, and all of that. And one day I said to my wife, I said, you know, this guy keeps calling me about this business thing, about how we could make a lot of money and stuff. So anyways, I called him. Um, we got educated on it. We jumped all in, um, did the business. We were actually, we were in a place too. It was one of those things. We were actually two days from a divorce. Mm. Um, when we finally made that choice, we were um, the classic living paycheck to paycheck, even though we had our own business, you know. And so it, you know, it fast forward to now, it, you know, we built our first seven figure business with that company um, and it saved our marriage, which is probably the most important thing of everything, you know? No, absolutely. So, you know, you went through various stages here. You started realizing you were making sales and at a certain point you were making more money selling the products than you were from doing the gym. And then when this guy called you for this opportunity, you said, let you told you what you and your wife spoke about. I said, let's take a look. And it was at a critical point in your marriage because you guys were on the verge of breaking up, divorcing. So this really was a blessing that this came in, this opportunity came in, eventually became a seven-figure business. So, you know, and, and it's not just you, many other couples, families, their whole lives have been changed for the better because of network marketing. So it's a beautiful story to hear that this came right in the nick of time when you're going through a difficult time, you guys are living paycheck to paycheck. And, and now over the last, you know, 15, 20 years, you guys have had this beautiful life because of network marketing. Yeah, you know, um, and as you're sharing that, it makes me think because one of the things that we know now, right, it's really, and I'm trying to think back, and I can't imagine just because of the relationship that we had at the time that I was forthcoming and talking about my personal life, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. but either he was smart enough to figure it 
uh, out or maybe he was just throwing the vast net and saying, you know, hey, we can help you to be able to, you know, build a residual income, you know, maybe some because I remember the trigger word was he talked about something about $500 a month, you know, stops the average person from having a divorce. Mm -hmm. And it was that trigger word divorce that kind of got me thinking because it was a last ditch spot, you know, and it's interesting because, as you know, in, in network marketing, there's the saying, um, network marketing is personal growth with a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you said, well, we ended up having these the past 15 years were amazing and, and a great marriage. Well, no, it wasn't the past 15 years were amazing, amazing and a great marriage. You know, uh, full transparency, probably the last three years have become phenomenal, specifically more, you know, it gets better and better. But a lot of that is the personal growth that we learned in network marketing, or I certainly learned because the person I am today is, is 360 degrees different than the person I was, you know, 15, 16 years ago. And thus, you know, a lot of that was why my business wasn't successful, why my marriage wasn't successful, you know, why my relationships weren't successful. And so it, it was, it, you know, to me, it's obviously money is phenomenal um, because we need money to survive. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I look at the full picture, you know, going right back to save my marriage, personal growth, there's so much more in network marketing that is amazing to me. No, absolutely. Like you said, the money helps. Like $500 will prevent a divorce. It'll prevent a lot of bankruptcies. So, you know, that's why a lot of times people try to hit network markets when they're trying to recruit them, saying, oh, you can make a million dollars. You can make $10,000 a month, 100000 But if you just say you can make an extra three to 500 that'll be enough for most people because they're saying, wow, this can save my marriage. This can save my house. I can, I won't be living on the streets. So I think a lot of times you just reach out to them and just, you know, like you said, speak to their needs, their hearts and desires. You know, you heard the fact that $500 could save you from divorce and that's where it hits you. You're saying, you know, let me hear more about this because you want it to save your marriage. You want to save your family. You want to see, you know, just save yourselves from no longer living, having to live paycheck to paycheck. So really, an important thing is no, that's why it's very important to know what the needs and desires are, because you can speak to that. That's very important. Very often, a lot of network marketers just tell people what they should be doing, what needs to be done. You should join us this, this, and this. What I ask them, what are you looking for? What is going on in your life? So I think that's very important. Like you said, personal development is one of the biggest benefits of this industry right now, because this can change you so much. Like you've changed a lot over the last 15 years, and it's that growth. You say you did a complete 360 because you're a much different person of who you are of who you uh, you're much of a person today than who you were 15 years ago your life has changed so much for the better and not only have you changed for the better you've been able to be a better husband a better father and also a better a sponsor better team you've helped so many people succeed because you've changed so much because of personal development you've, you've been able to impact so many people's lives as a result of that yeah thank you victor i appreciate that and i appreciate you recognizing that it's something i'm i'm very proud of you know and one of the things i think about you know, what was, you know, not think about, it. I'm very much a God drop person. So as mm -hmm. I listen to you, I get God drops and um, wherever I am in the situation, that's why I love when you said, Hey, we're just going to be in the moment. Cause that's the way I love to do podcasts. I actually mm -hmm. don't actually, you know what? I don't like it when people send me like, we want to do a podcast. A lot of people like to send you free, mm -hmm. free uh, questions. I don't, I, I don't mm -hmm. answer them. I send it back and say, Hey, that's not how I roll. But what, what I was just, thinking about one of the things that I am most currently passionate about, don't know if it's ever going to happen because it's just human nature, but as you know, most, well, I don't think I've ever met in my time, somebody who got into network marketing um, and to people listening, network marketing, you know, M MLM, direct sales, whatever you want to call it, it's all the same. And it's, mm -hmm. it's the best, best platform in the world, in my opinion, um, who got into it when they were in a good place. 
they all get into it when they're at rock bottom or they were tired of living paycheck to this or whatever, which is awesome mm -hmm. because it saved them. But I would love to see more people hear this message and get into it when they don't need it so much. They understand the importance of a plan B that can be their plan A when they need to be it because yeah, it's great when, you know, like I thrive with my back up against the wall. Okay. I, I actually will intentionally, when I want to make changes, I will put myself in that position because I'm a fighter. I'll fight my way out. But a lot of people they, they're not, everybody's that mindset. And as you know, as amazing as network marketing is, it's hard work and mm -hmm. it's challenging. And if people could just like, you know, here's a, here's a perfect example. Um, and by the way, I love that you mentioned the, the small amounts because a lot of times when we get successful as entrepreneurs, we forget, you know, when we're making the kind of money that we're making, we forget that that first $27 paycheck or that first $50 or that first, my mentor in my first company, his story was his first paycheck was $8. And then he's making over half a million dollars a month, you know, so it starts somewhere. But, you know, what I was saying is, if we look at this pandemic, okay, this whole pandemic thing mm -hmm. just started, this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Um, when this first thing hit, when it hit like over a year ago, People started losing their job. People started getting furloughed. I, I personally had an influx of people joining me, reaching out to me, people I'd talked to before and said, hey, Rael, I, I know you talked to me about this thing and I wasn't interested, but you know, I'm open to hear more about it. I need to find a way to make some extra income. I need to, you know, my wife has got furloughed. We need to be able to make something from home, blah, blah, blah. And then if you remember, Victor, so I had people that started and they were starting to build a business and they were having success and, you know, everything is going in the right way. And then if you remember, there was a, a hiccup, if you will, where all of a sudden it looked like it was getting back to normal. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Right. Then all of these people who found themselves in a bad place and, and, and found that they should look for something else, forgot that they found themselves in a bad place. Mm -hmm. And they basically quit. And, and I'm like, people, when are you going to learn from these situations that, in my opinion, God just put in front of you, right? And then just like, because to me, it's like, okay, now you've seen that stuff can happen. You can get fired. You can lose your job of 20 plus years. So there is an opportunity over here that even because now you have your job back, dude, you just got fired. Did you forget that? Mm -hmm. But now, so let's keep going with this other thing and have a backup. I just don't understand it, you know, and I'd like to see more people have an open mind and set themselves up for success rather than waiting until they're in a dire mood. But I don't know that it'll ever happen, but that would be something that I'm kind of passionate about. No, you're right. And a lot of people do have that mindset. They, they don't realize that you need to have a backup. There is no security nowadays. You just, if you said with the pandemic, a lot of people lost their jobs. It's not how it was 30 years ago. You go to one company, you stay there for 45 years, you get a gold watch. A lot of times you get a pension. Those days are gone. You're not going to get that gold watch. You're not going to get a pension anymore unless maybe you work for the government. And a lot of people who work a regular job, they're gonna switch their jobs, their careers many, many times throughout the course of their career. And like you said, if tough times happen, you can wind up without a job. And if you're lucky to get a job um, within a few months, what, what's the same won't happen again a year from now? So I, I agree with you, people need to think long-term. It's good to have a backup plan. I think that's why, for example, a lot of business owners who have their own business, uh, like, you know, for example, real estate guys, insurance people, chiropractors, I think sometimes they realize, you know what, it's good to have an extra revenue stream, a backup case something does happen. Because like you said, if you get disabled, you know, you have your own business, you get disabled, you can't work for three months. Guess what? That's three months you're not going to get paid. So if you have something with residual income like you get in our marketing, at least you have some income coming in. So I think some people, a lot of people, some people do understand that, but you're right, a lot of people don't understand. You, you start, you need to start thinking, 
I need to have a backup plan, an extra stream of income. Because this is the thing, what do millionaires do? Many millionaires, they'll have five, six, seven streams of income because if one or two streams dry up, they're not going to worry so much because no. they have other streams. So people always have to be thinking in terms of multiple streams of income. Yeah, and I like, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, look at me in the film. Okay, here's a perfect example, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I'll give you two examples. One is, you know, I, I'm doing amazing. I'm on, on an awesome show. The show has been on the air for um, 50 plus years, 55, 56, 57, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But it's one of three shows only left. All the other shows have been canceled. Okay. So, and a lot of the champions, my, 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 my co-stars and stuff who I've had to try to have these conversations with, but they're not open to it, but they're not only are they a soap opera actor, which puts you in a position that we know historically soap opera actors, once you're coined a soap opera actor, uh, it's very hard to move on and get other acting jobs. Okay. So that's against them. And how long do we know that this show every day I wake up and I get another chance to work on this show, I'm grateful, right? But they're like, do you think it's just going to go on forever? Like what happens if tomorrow they make an announcement and the show's canceled? Mm -hmm. And most of these people are living six, seven figure income lives, right? And if they all of a sudden can't get it, and most of them don't know anything else, but, but acting, you know, we mm -hmm. don't have a skill set, you know, so what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Right. But they don't want to think like that. Same thing with long-term care. Right. That's what I learned going through with my dad. Right. That's one of the number one things outside of helping others be successful um, and leaving a legacy that makes a difference that fuels me every day. I watched my dad work his butt off like most hardworking mm -hmm. champions do right absolute hero he was a fitness expert like like myself uh he had a phenomenal plan attack worked really really hard saved a lot of money bought a nice condo for him and mom down by the water lonsdale key in vancouver mm -hmm. so that when they couldn't drive anymore they could just walk to the markets and stuff like that he had it all planned out and I tried to talk to him when I found the value of network marketing. Dad, this like this is a next. I mean, everybody, you're a trainer. Everybody asks you, what 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 protein should you take? What should you do this? Because I'm in nutrition, right, mm -hmm. dude? Rather than send them to another store and let somebody else make money with an inferior product, how about you have your own store that you can send them mm -hmm. to, make an extra source of income? Blah blah blah. You know. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, you know, he didn't hear it. Usually, unfortunately, our love people didn't have it. And then at 62, Victor, he gets Parkinson's. Okay. He didn't plan for that. That wasn't part of the big plan. And uh, eventually he couldn't train anymore. Um, and so he had to start doing what? Use up his savings. Then what happened? When there's no, because he doesn't have a 401, he doesn't have a plan B, he doesn't have, all he knows is how to train people, right? And then then all of a sudden he uses up his saving. Now what? You have to mortgage the, the condo and then mortgage it again. And then now you got to sell it because there's no more left to mortgage. So now he had to sell his house. And, you know, him and mom ended up a $50 cab ride in two different homes away from each other. And what people don't think, it's a minimum $500 a day per person for long-term care. And the average person has $2,500 to $5,000 in their savings account. I'm not good at math, but that's 10 days, five for each of you. Yeah. Then what? Well, where do you think all these homeless people come from? So, you know, but people don't, just like you said, they don't think long-term, they think in the moment. I'm healthy now, things are good now, you know, no, dude, you got to dude. if you're not, and especially if you're watching this, or you know, you hear me talk, you hear Victor talk, and you know, I just keep it real, people who know me, that's the way I roll, listen, if what you don't know, you don't know, now you know, you just heard me talk about it, you're hearing Victor talk about it, you know, if you don't do anything about it after this, shame on you, it's, it's not, 
at that point, you know, like that would be shame on me, right? If I watched what happened to my dad, Victor, sat there and watched that whole process. And let's say I, I knew about network marketing, but, you know, kind of didn't really take it seriously or whatever. And I never did anything about it. Shame on me. When it happened to me, when I got older or something happened, you know, I don't know, dude, I'm hoping I'm just going to get old naturally, but we don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. My dad, my dad didn't have any signs. My dad was a picture of health. He was a vegan. He worked out every day. He wouldn't even cook water in a microwave. Okay. Like seriously, I'm like, come on, dad, just put some, put some food in the microwave. You can just warm it up. No, too many of this and this and that. And he gets Parkinson's who knows. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about what happened with your dad, but I'm glad yeah. you shared that story with us because it shows that the importance of you know, planning for the future. Because like you said, he seems to be the symbol of health. He, he had a very strict diet, a vegan diet. He, he worked out all the time. He figured he would just die naturally. I mean, you, no one could ever expect that he would, come, he would have to deal with Parkinson's, which would eat up his things because he didn't have that backup plan. And, and it's a good story for all of us to learn from because you yourself now are planning for the future. You want to make sure you would never have to go through it, like you said, because even though you tried to do your best to stay healthy with the way you live your life, you just don't know what may hit you a few years down the road. So it's good you're planning for the future. And, and hopefully everyone that is listening to this interview will learn from that saying, I need to plan for the future. Like you said, most people only have a few thousand dollars. Like you said, if they're in a long-term facility, they only have maybe 10 days to pay for it, but you're gonna be there a year or two where you're gonna come up with the money. So you do need to have a backup plan and think about it because you can't you can't have that hope um, and so I saying, I hope it doesn't happen because you just don't know. No matter how hard you try to stay healthy, you never know what may happen to you. You may get hit with cancer or something else. So you always have to be planned for fear. And hopefully you won't have to deal with it, but it's better that if you're hit with something, you're secure to know you're financially able to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just like me and my wife talk about it all the time. You know, it's like, we don't, you know, here's the cool, there's just so many cool ways to look at it. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like my acting per se, right? My acting is my J-O-B, if you will. Mm -hmm. It's funny that I don't call it my, my main job, but it is my job, right? Um, and it's a great job and it takes well. So when things are going, you know, especially when I got a major storyline, all this money that I make with my uh, network marketing, we can just save. Right. Mm -hmm. We can just, you know, or, you know, one of the things that I think is important, too, because a lot of people, this happened to a lot of friends of mine in a company that, you know, once again, you never know what happens. You know, unfortunately, this company just one day they they just closed. OK, so we got a ton of friends in this company because this was our first company that joined like most people do when they were in real dire straits living paycheck to paycheck and now they're making 80 100,000 50,000 a month you know uh, 200,000 a month whatever but they're still living paycheck to paycheck cuz they're living but they didn't learn the lesson and so when like when this company closed which sometimes happens mm -hmm. dude some of them lost everything like dude, how do you go from barely making it to on less than a thousand twelve hundred dollars a month making a hundred plus thousand dollars a month and you're still living paycheck to paycheck so you know and that's a big part of it you know we hear about that happening all the time you know with athletes and and stuff like that it's like so important part of the thing is we need to also learn once again learn our lessons you know like we do it all the time like i remember when we were when we were uh when we were struggling and then all of a sudden you know i i'm on the show um my wife does a different company which is a little unique we do two different companies mm -hmm. she's very successful in her company um and we're both rolling we're doing good and then all of a sudden we're like we're like um not having a lot of leftover money at the end of the month. And I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. Cause I learned this lesson before I said, wait a second. Okay. We're making like almost 20 times what we were making not too long ago. And maybe it wasn't pretty, but we were getting by, we were paying our bills, we were eating and now we're still 
barely paying our bills and hold on we need to make some adjustments here yeah let's bump up our living standard a little because we deserve it but we don't have to bump it you know at one at one point victor like we were like um you know we we're like hold on a second because people don't think about this stuff because it's just it's just what you do right but at one time when we started to learn and we were on it was a personal growth thing i, I was a I forget who it was what who it was, but it was a money thing, and uh, we were like, "Hold on a second. We have two car notes a month that are like eight hundred dollars each. Okay, that's sixteen hundred dollars. But we never thought of it like that. Like we don't, we won't buy new cars anymore unless we could pay cash for them. Mm -hmm. but, you know, we buy we buy car." that we have uh, four cars in this house right now and they're all paid for, you know? I mean, that's just ridiculous if you think about it, right? Especially because you're really just throwing it away, right? If you're like, you know what I mean? Leasing or some of the car, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But th those are just things that we can really easily um, live way above our means and, and not think of the future again. I don't, you know, most people, me and my wife talk about it all the time. We don't want to end up like our parents who you know are on you know my both of my parents are gone now but my wife's parent my wife um you know on social whatever you call it assistance from the government you know she gets a whopping twelve hundred dollars a month or whatever and that's got to pay for her apartment and and everything and that's what she's going to be living on for the rest of her life not in California, you're not. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. And you put up some good points there, Real. Because number one, even if you're, you're successful, whether it's an actor or a network marketer, and there's still people, even though they're making a lot more money, but also they're, what they're spending the money on, it also increases as well. And they're not really saving at all. And they're still living paycheck to paycheck. So what happens? Like you said, sometimes the company can go under. These things do happen in network marketing. And what you said also made me think about those people that win the lottery, like over 80% of them within five years, they're broke because they never developed that money conscious. They never thought about, you know, what should I do with the money? They just thought I have it, let me spend it. And you know, they figured it would always be there, but within a few years, they blew it all. You would think, I want $100 million. How can I blow it all? Well, you know what? People find ways. It's very easy. Once they start buying all the cars and all these other things, a lot of things which are, they wind up buying a lot of liabilities instead of assets, which will help increase their wealth. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, Victor. I think the reality of it is true. What I've heard is I, I think it's pretty much every single person that's ever won a lottery, not only blows it all but ends up with real tragic endings mm -hmm. like like crazy stuff happens to them like like you know like uh, but that's something worth googling don't hurt my war words here, but i think i'm pretty pretty right on with that i remember hearing that once my wife bringing in my like just crazy bad stuff uh ending in the story but you're right like how the heck but obviously it's pretty easy because everybody, how the heck do you win a hundred million dollars and blow it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think some people say it's a mindset issue. It's a lot of stuff in your subconscious mind. Like you don't believe you deserve it. So subconsciously you'll find a way to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like, it's also getting you out of your comfort zone. You're not comfortable with this. You always say you want it, but subconsciously you're not used to having all this money. So you're like saying, I want to be back to where I was before I was more comfortable. So subconsciously by getting rid of it, you become more comfortable. You, you didn't like the life you have, but you know what? A lot of times I believe a lot of people are comfortable with it. Whereas having this new lifestyle is uh, makes them uncomfortable. And a lot of times when you're uncomfortable, the first thing you want to do is you want to get out of that discomfort. Like if you, if you go into a store where like every piece of clothing costs at least $5,000, you're like, you start shaking when you go, you, you start thinking, you know, I don't feel I belong in this store. So what do you do? you walk right out because you don't think you belong in it. It gets you out of your comfort zone. So you go to a store where the things are a lot cheaper. It's more in your price zone. So I think that's part of what happens. So I'm sure there are other factors that play as well into why people get rid of their money. 
But I think those are some of the reasons why I think people just find a way to blow it. Like I said, I, I think to myself right now, if I want a hundred million dollars in Hawaii, I'm like, how can I get rid of that? But people yeah, do find ways to do so. Well, we could buy a jet. We could buy a, you know, I'm sure you could get rid of it pretty quick if that's, you know, but, um, and it, it makes me think again, when we say network marketing is a personal growth of the paycheck, you know, it's like these people just won a hundred million dollars. It didn't come with any personal growth. And, you know, if I look at myself, you know, full transparency, you know, going all the way back to um, childhood, like I know exactly where it came from, but it was actually my amazing wife that changed that in our relationship um, and, you know, personal growth as well. But, you know, and I actually have a picture of it. I have a picture of it, but this was a normal occasion with my house, with my house. My dad um, was very successful when he was younger. Um, not saying he did it uh, <laughs> all legally, but he's passed away. So there's no <laughs> limited whatever, but let's just say he was very successful back in the day. He had uh, back in the sixties when they were very expensive. He had two Cadillacs, one with the roof up and one with the roof down. He'd drive the one with the roof up when it was raining. The one, So just to give you an idea of, you know, where, so he had a lot of money. And my dad was always like in this one particular picture, um, you know, back then he made million, a million dollars a lot. And uh, there was this one particular picture where I'm sitting on his lap and we're counting out hundred dollar bills together, you know, mm -hmm. and we're going back to the sixties. So seventies um, and sixties, but my dad all, always used to say, what's money for if it's not for spending? You know, that was the mindset. So I grew up with that mindset. Mm -hmm. So that's why my credit to this day sucks because I would just get credit cards and just max mm -hmm. them out. Oh, you got to pay that off? No, you know, and that was, so when I first met my wife, she used to make her crazy because I would spend money like it was just, because that was my mindset. I didn't think about saving. I didn't think about long-term. I was, the, you know, classic. I was the classic what most people are, living in the moment my dad what's money for if it's not dude listen what what what, what am i going to work my butt off if i can't just go out and buy a whole mm -hmm. bunch of new fishing rods or whatever so you know it definitely because of personal growth and my wife basically <laughs> you know my wife so basically there were some ultimatums along the way with our relationships so and i didn't want to lose her so i just bucked up and fixed it <laughs> No, I'm glad you shared that story because it, it goes to show a lot of what we learn about money comes from our childhood. It's the lessons we learn, whether it's from our parents, from our teachers, from our friends. And you said, he told you, what does money go for if not just to spend it? So that's what you learn. It's like, you know, if I have it, you know, why should I just keep it all to myself? I need to spend it. And that's where a lot of people develop a lot of their habits. But like you said, through personal growth, through personal development, as well as your wonderful wife, which Michelle, who uh, helps steer you sort of in our, another course, you started changing some of your habits. So you can't change it. You're not just because you learned this when you were young does not mean you cannot change it. I think that's one of the great things about this industry reality is the personal growth you get from working on yourself, from working with your medicine, from working with the people you're interacting with, the people on your teams, it can definitely change it. But like you said, it takes a lot of work. A lot of people, I think they get frustrated because uh, some some of these so-called gurus will say, oh, I made a million dollars my first couple of weeks. And they think as soon as they go in, they're going to make a lot of money. It, it doesn't happen that way. It takes a lot of work, especially if you're brand new to this. So, but if you realize, if you really work hard, and so that's the thing, that person development, because it doesn't matter. Even if your company goes under, guess what? You can take your talents to another company because you have developed yourself. You've worked on your mind. You worked on yourself. So you can succeed in any company that's out there. So I think that's, I'm glad you've been stressing the importance of personal development because that's, that is so important if you want to succeed in this industry. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of things were jumping out when you were talking. One is a key thing that you just said there, because you hear everybody talking about a brand. I got to establish my brand. Well, first and foremost, you don't have to establish your brand. You are your brand. Okay. So stop mm -hmm. trying to create one. Mm -hmm. But the biggest mistake that I see champions make, and uh, so many of them that I did it. Okay. Um, they join a network marketing company. And let's say the network marketing company is, is uh, Blue Zango. Let's just say, right. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden it's, 
their Facebook, their Instagram, all of it is mm-hmm. Rail and Rail Blues Angle Andrews. You know, mm-hmm. they got the Blues Angle logos all over their thing. They got Blues Angle this, Blues Angle that. And then so they're marketing, they're creating themselves as the Blues Angle man mm-hmm. or the Blues Angle woman. And, you know, you know, in our first company, that's what we had. We had uh, the company was the A company. We had a Mm -hmm. a dad license plate, a mom license Mm -hmm. plate. We had our cars wrapped. We had domains with the name in it. We had business. We had it all. We were the A family. Right. And then when we changed companies, here's the thing. So that was who we created. So. Yeah, when you change companies, you make a change. Now you have a problem. For example, here's a perfect example. Perfect example. Okay, me and my wife do two different companies. Okay, but very seldomly do we ever show anywhere the name of our company, right? We intentionally won't even show the labels or whatever. Every now and then I do. There's people that think we're in the same company. We could literally interchange because it's not Rayal Blues Angle Andrews. Mm-hmm. It's Rayal Andrews, a.k.a. Coach. Mm-hmm. It's Michelle Andrews. So we are the brand and we could because your company should be your your um, your your company is the tools you use. Mm-hmm. This is the tools that I've decided to use to help my champions. So these are tools that, you know, like if you're a restaurant, what is the food on your menu? But you're not like, you don't become, you know, just maybe you're the, tra- uh, you know, the Trattori restaurant, because I just saw that yesterday, but all of a sudden you start selling, uh, hot, um, you know, Blue Angus sirloin steak and you get it from Joe Blow, you don't become Trattori Joe Blow sirloin steak all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest mistake I see champions make. They need to stop that, dude. It's like you people should be able to come to your social media and have to look really, really hard to figure out what company you're in. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's just because don't become the company doesn't need no help branding. Right. Just be yourself and, and, and do what you do and, and get out there and be excited about it. Be proud of it. I'm very proud of my company. I wear my colors and stuff like that. But like here, this is a perfect example. This shirt I have. Do you want it? OK, this is actually I didn't do this intentionally, Victor, but um, this is how I built my first seven figure business. I had this I had this shirt and I recently just brought it back with the challenge I was doing. Mm-hmm. I had this shirt um and i can't even remember why i got it made in, initially now but people all the time would come up to me and be, oh do i want what and it would always start you know very sexy or something like a sexual connotation and i would just nonchalant say do you want better health do you want better wealth mm-hmm. oh what do you mean by that well and it would be a conversation opener right so you know different things no, that's very good. You brought up some very excellent points. I think a lot of people, especially when they get started, they tend to brand their company, which is a big mistake because number one, uh, yeah, like you said, the company doesn't need any help. They have hundreds, thousands of distributors who are branding for them anyway. They got plenty of people who can brand for them. The thing is, people want to know about you. They want to know, can you help me succeed? Can you be there for me? Can you help me grow as a person? Can you help me grow as a distributor? That's what they're focused on. Like you said, uh, too many people, their profile photo, their co-photos, a lot of their posts, it's all about their company. People want to know is, I want to know about you. What can you do for me? How can you help me? What's in it for me? They want to know is, you know, what kind of, what kind of value can you provide for me? What kind of lifestyle are you living? Do you have a great lifestyle that I want to imitate and emulate? And a lot of people don't understand that. The focus needs to be on you. Like you said, most people don't know what company you're in or your wife is in, and that's good. That's the way it should be. The focus needs to be on you because they need to be focused on what kind of person are you? Can you help me? Can you help other people succeed? Do you have a lot of value to share? That's what you need to be focusing on. I'm glad you brought that, that point up because when the branding is on yourself, your business will definitely change for the better. When it's branding on the company, people are going to say, well, so what? You're, you're, you're just branding about the company. And guess what? When you talk about the company, what are people going to do? They may not even necessarily join. What they'll do is they'll Google the company and they'll look up some reviews and it'll be one of two things. Number one, it'll be the one person who had a bad experience and thinks oh, it's, it's a scam. It's always going to be the bad review. 
Yeah. Always. Always. Always going to be a bad review. Or what may also happen is there might be some other distributors uh, offering some bonuses if you join up with them. So guess what? They're going to join up with that person instead of you. So a person you might have gotten to join you, if you're not talking so much about your company, join someone else. Or as we mentioned, they found some people saying it's a scam, don't bother joining it. And you just totally lost them because you kept talking about your company. So focus on branding yourself because when you show them that you can help them, that you can help them succeed, guess what? They're more likely to join you. So those, those are some great points you brought up, Brown. Yeah, and it's, it, it becomes like this, right? It's so because I'm with, I'm with a, we're a new company, we're four years old, we're the pioneers, so we're the first of its kind, and, and that's very exciting to be part of that. But it's not going to be long, it's already happening, where it's going to be everywhere. So if we're all running around with the company logo and everything and all doing the same thing, it becomes, hmm, which one should I join? Which one would I join? But if you're showing up like I am and people, you know, show up on my lives, they show up on my things, not because of the company I'm with, they show up with because of the energy I bring, my mindset what I stand for, positivity, and stuff like that. They know I'm into health and wellness. They know that I'm in network marketing. They know that I help people to be able to make a little money or a lot of money. So when it's time that they might want to join something, they're going to join me because of who I am. And then, oh, by the way, what company are you with? What products are we going to use? You know, I get that all the time. I, I have people join, like it's a perfect example, Victor, because I have a lot of people. As you know, I'm a top enroller. Um, and I just want to clarify because I like, I'm not number one or top 10 in the company, number one or top 10 enroller. Just be, I like to keep it real um, because that's, I have been top in the company, but not consistently for 15 years. But, um, uh, you know, I am a top enroller. But I will tell you, dude, I've enrolled people and with the big package and a lot of them and they don't even know what they're buying oh by the way what did i just buy oh by the way what company because they didn't buy the product they didn't buy the company they bought me they wanted to be coached by me they wanted to join our team you know and i'm not like being you know egotistical or not i'm just keeping it real you know it's same thing with you victor or, or angel fletcher or lisa grossman or whatever you know what i well i recently found out because guess what because that's what we do we support i'm getting products from lisa grossman but i didn't i didn't even know what companies are i don't know what company angel fletcher's with I don't know what I don't know what company most of the people that you and me hang out with in Clubhouse are in, but I sure like them. I sure like like hanging out with them. I've sure gotten to know them. I sure call them my friend now. If I was looking for a company, I sure know who I would go talk to and have an, it would be a tough choice for me because I've made so many good friends on there that uh, that would be a tough choice. I'm not really going anywhere. I'm pretty happy where I am. I, I like to say I'm not recruitable, but you know, we're never, never recruitable, right? We know smart enough to know that because life can change. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's just people will, and if you look at a lot of the successful people, like look at, once again, I'm throwing out some names, but Angel Fletcher, do we love Angel Fletcher? Mm -hmm. We love Angel Fletcher. Is she, I, I don't, I've never heard her mention her company. And she was on my podcast. I still don't know what company she's with. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting. No, it's an it's great point you bring up because people join you, not because you're kind of most people when they join, they have no idea what your company is. Like you said, I don't know what company Lisa's with. I don't know what company Angel's with. But you know what? A lot of people are going to join them. Why? Because of the people that they are. They realize these are people that can really help a lot. They've helped so many people over the years. These people have a lot of value to share with people. They know that if they join under these women, these women are going to work very hard to help these people succeed because they've helped many other people succeed. And that's why they're going to join them. Who the company is, in most cases, is very secondary. Like you said, it's just a tool, but it's really, tool. they're joining you. It's just a tool, like you said. So the company is very secondary. It's like, 
what can you do for me? And you, you've helped a lot of people succeed. Lisa Grossman has, Angel Fletcher has, has helped a lot of people succeed. So that's what's the most important thing is people in most cases are joining you, not the company. Because you know what? Most of these companies, they have hundreds, thousands of distributors. So if they can join any other distributor. They're joining you because of who you are. So I thought that was a great point you made. And I'm hoping the people that are listening to this interview are understanding. It's nice to belong to a good company, but most importantly is, who are the person that you have become, the personal development? That is what's more, most important. When they see, wow, this person I believe can help coach me to success, I wanna join that person. That is far more important. Yeah, I say there's five things, Victor. Mm -hmm. I say five things. I tell people this all the time. I say it in my rooms, you know, first and foremost, I tell people all the time, listen, man, if you, if you, if you connect with somebody in this room and you're looking for a home, you haven't found with one, if they're on my stage, um, they have my full recommendation, thumbs up, you know, and people say to me all the time, why would you like open the door in your room for people to join other people's company? Well, first and foremost, you know, I'm a believer and uh, God's got my back and my team's already been picked out. Okay. So I, I don't have to worry about that. I've been like that where I'm like, Oh, you know, you fight over you do stupid stuff. No, dude, I don't live in that world. But you know, the five things I tell people, because I believe network marketing is the best platform ever. So number one, if you find a product that solves a solution, okay, that works, okay? Number two, does it have a great comp plan? Number three, does it have a great vehicle to deliver it to the people that you, you want to deliver it for? Number four, and second most important, What's the community like? What's your leadership like? What's the people you're going to get in the canoe with? Is this people that you could spend a day in the canoe? If you can't spend a day in the canoe with them without trying to kick them out, no. And number one, thumbs up, which is the most important, find something you're passionate about. If you find those five things and you're coachable and you don't quit, you cannot fail in network marketing. It's, it's the problem is so many people quit on themselves, not in the company. I want to get that clear. It's like most people, a lot of people say, well, 98% of people quit. Well, that's true, but they don't quit on the company or the industry. They quit on themselves and stop quitting on yourself. Listen, I had a guy, Victor, I think I, you were in the room once I shared this. Like, this is the kind of stuff that's crazy when we, it goes back to people when we talk about not having a belief in themselves, right? I found this champion in Alabama, with my first company, every two weeks, they gave away what they called rookie bonus checks. First place was $6,000. Me and my wife, and you could win it 10 consecutive times. Me and my wife set a record. We won it 10 consecutive times in a row. It's never been done again. It never will be done. The company's not there anymore. But I was always looking, and part of my, my, my speech, if you will, or pitch was, I'm looking for somebody that, that I can help to break my record. And so I was always talking that I find this champion. He's making like less than 20 K a year mowing your lawns in the boiling heat in Alabama. Not a fun job. Okay. He's working his butt off. So he comes in, he wins three consecutive rookie bonus checks in a row. That's $18,000 just in bonus money. Doesn't talk about what he made with his salary and all that. And guess what? All of a sudden, one day, me and my wife are sitting at home. We're watching Family Feud. That's our family show, right? And here he goes. We get a phone call. Hey, Rael. Yeah, listen, um, me and my wife, we were on online, and we were Googling. We were Googling network marketing and stuff, and we found where less than 3% um, actually are successful and make a living. So we decided we're going to quit. We don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like what just because you read dude you just made eighteen thousand in in like six weeks more than you make in a whole year almost but they quit because they let the you know stuff get to them yeah no it's so sad like you said they read they read some of the internet his own experience showed him that he made eighteen thousand in these bonus checks it should tell him that if you put the time and the effort you work at it you don't give up on yourself it works, but instead of focusing on what he did, he was focusing on, on the opinions of others. And those opinions were not paying their paychecks. And it's a shame, like you said, most people give up on themselves. 
and not of the company because if other people are succeeding in the company and he was succeeding in the company, that's what makes it even sadder because he was, like you said, that 18,000 was, was he, he was making in a year mowing lawns. So it's really sad he gave up on himself. But unfortunately, some people do that. They're swayed by the opinions of others. Um, I, I like some of the things you were saying, just believing, you know, having a company with a good product line, a comp plan, community, and having the passport. Those things are very important because if you have some of those things in it, you're much more likely not to stay in it. So I know we only have a little bit more time because I know you have another appointment. Um, I love all the value you shared so far. Are there any last other last minute things you want to share with people who are wanting to get started in this, get started in this industry and want to be successful in this in the long run? What are some other tips you can offer to the people who are listening to this interview? Um, number one, take action. Mm -hmm. It's the biggest, like, you know, I say it all the time. This isn't a spectator sport. This is an action sport. You know, players get paid to play. Spectators pay to watch players pay, play. Um, you know, and then the three things are four things that I grew up on. Um, you know, number one, don't dream, dream big. Uh, number two, there's no such word as C-A-N-T. Number three, um, I don't make excuses. I don't take them. Not even good ones, not even justified ones. And then, you know, just one more rep. And those are like four things that my parents gave me. Um, and consistency. So, you know, um, take action, consistency, be coachable. And the other ones are just my personal things that have made me who I am. I'm grateful to have uh, spent some time with you. Um, you know, if people want to follow me, they can follow me uh, at Rayel Andrews. All my social media is Rayel Andrews. My website's www.rayelandrews.com. Um, it's connected to my podcast, all of that. The links in my bios on my social media will get you uh, connected with me. And uh, I appreciate you, Victor. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Ray Allen. I love, you know, always great seeing you, my friend. Always great spending some time with you. I love all the wisdom and the value shared on the show. I know the people watching got a lot out of it. And again, folks, uh, follow him on social media, Rayel Andrews. His website is rayelandrews.com. This guy is definitely, he loves to help people. He's helped a lot of people succeed. He's been very successful in this industry. And if you really want a mentor and a coach who can help you succeed, definitely reach out to this guy. So again, thank you so much, Real. My friend, it's always great being here with you. And I'll give my best to Michelle and have yourself an amazing day, my friend. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. And yeah, like you said, buddy, I am looking for new business partners right now. So if you're connected, you like the vibe, let's talk. All right. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.